What's up, guys, and welcome to the weekly Q&A. Real quick before questions, we need to send a shout-out and a thank you to Dick McCann, who just joined our Patreon at the Jedi Council level, which is insanely generous. So thank you so much for your support. You have no idea how much that means to us. Our first question comes from Bayou Jesse, who asks why Kylo waited a year to put his helmet back on. So this was something that, in the lead-up to the movie... I think JJ was saying like, oh, there's a reason. There's a reason he's doing it. And yeah, they never really got into it. So I really just have to speculate. And my guess is that it's because Palpatine told him to kill Rey. And so he's over here thinking like, oh man, if I have to do this, (laughs) it's going to make me sad. (laughs) So I genuinely think he probably put it on so that he could like hide his emotions from Rey. So when he's like, Palpatine wants me to kill you. He's like crying. That's definitely one thought. <laughs> uh, I don't really know. I mean, I guess I think of it more as like he had to find the Wayfinder and do all the stuff, like find Exegol, and until then he didn't feel worthy of like kind of like reinventing himself quite yet. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, they they don't go into it. They said they would and they didn't. So that's, I think that the big thing that changed for him was that he's like now on a mission and he knows he's going to come into contact with Rey. I I just think he's trying to hide his emotions from Rey. Or also from like the rest of the First Order too. Like he just, once he comes back from Exegol and learns about the final order and all of that, like some of them are pretty uneasy about trusting the like Sith cultists and all that. And he just wants to look intimidating again and yeah, be like, my word is final. It's like the only thing they say about it is just Hux going like the mask. I like it. Well done. <laughs> I, I do. They, they built it up beforehand to mean something. And then I feel like it didn't really, I think they just like the mask because it looks cool, and it does. Yeah, and you get the whole red cracks meaning behind it as cracked personality, but wanting to show it. it, It's that Japanese art. The Kintsuki thing, yeah. Yeah. Sooner Thrawn wants to know if we could see Jason in the rumored Rebel sequel series. So Jason Sindula. Yeah. Our little green friend. I know. (laughs) He's just got green hair. He's not totally green, which is weird, though, that he would inherit his mother's skin and his hair only. Strange. Uh, I I kind of think so. I don't... I think the show's probably going to be more about Ahsoka and Sabine. Uh, I don't know that Hera is going to go off on this mission with them because, like, she does have a newish child. Mm-hmm. You'd think that maybe she'd want to settle down with him but maybe maybe they bring him along i don't know i think he could be in it i don't know that he would have a main role because if we do get this series and we do see jason grown up a little bit we could then see him in other stuff like comics and and books there would be you know a chance for a, another young adult novel about him yeah. When he grows up. People always ask, like, do you think Jason or Baby Yoda are going to wind up at Luke's training academy? And I'm like, why do you want that? Like, that's just a death sentence. Yeah. 
Yeah, they all die. So I don't think he's going to wind up there, and I definitely don't think Baby Yoda will. So, yeah, I, I think that what you said is probably correct. If he's in it at all, it'll be pretty limited. I, I feel like they would have to give us... They don't have to give us anything, but like I'd want just a little update yeah. on how little Jason's doing. And, you know, it depends on how much time has passed and how old he is. Like, I don't want whiny teenage... Jason. Terrible twos, Jason. I don't know. We keep talking about how awful it would be to have a very strong, force-sensitive toddler, and (laughs) it would be fun to see. Yeah. Do we know that he's force-sensitive? Well, they hinted at it. I mean, they said that he was a lot like his father. That's about all they say as Star Wars Wars Rebels ends. William Tressel asks if the Knight Sisters could come back after the fall of the Empire because we've seen at least three survivors so far. I think that whenever, uh, for the most part, when Star Wars does something like uh, wipe out a species, it doesn't happen completely. There's almost always hope for them to return. Uh, we saw it with the Lasat. Like Zeb thought that all of his people were dead, and they had like their own secret planet. And then it happened with Geonosis, but then like one queen egg survived. But then that one did get destroyed in the Darth Vader comic. But I think that usually there is hope for a return. Uh, They very rarely leave anything just completely hopeless. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I think that there is potential for the Night Sisters to come back and maybe come back a little nicer. I mean, Marin, (laughs) Marin's a pretty nice person i thought she was awesome in the game so maybe she could like she's in fallen order yeah she could start a new dawn for the night sisters was she just there alone yeah except for talon uh her i keep is it talon or taryn malikos the the guy yeah so he was there kind of like uh twisting uh her mind and her memories and saying like oh the jedi killed the night sisters when it was grievous so she had him, she had the Knight Brothers, but she didn't have any of her actual family. Yeah, I mean, I would love to see the Knight Sisters come back. And with the Knight Sister magic, I feel like anything could happen. Yeah, I just, I want them to be a little nicer. <laughs> you want them to be on the, the good guy side? Yeah, they could be the Day Sisters now. <laughs> the Light Sisters. <laughs> Mr. J.D. Rice wants to know if Grievous would have become an Imperial Inquisitor if he hadn't been killed. I would expect that he would have been given a higher rank somehow than just another Inquisitor. I don't think he would have been allowed to live. No? No, he was like the main Separatist general. I think that everyone would have expected like Palpatine to have him executed if he showed up in like a a major role (laughs) like i think he would have been all for it because he wants to continue hunting jedi he loves killing jedi it's his favorite but if palpatine were like no he's cool now and he's on our side like i don't think anyone would have bought that (laughs) Uh, well i mean he needs to add more to his collection yeah but i don't think he would have been allowed to be an inquisitor Okay. I, I don't think he's <laughs> subtle enough. Like, when they could have slapped a bunch of, like, black leather on him like the Inquisitors wear, but it's like, hey, that guy's got four arms and he coughs a lot. And, like, <laughs> it's not very secretive. 
Michael Anderson asks if we're going to do a meetup in Atlanta for the live Schmodown match that he's got coming up. That's why we threw the belt out. Just to remind everyone, February 29th, we're going to be at the Schmodown live event. They came to Atlanta, finally. <laughs> so I actually get to like sleep in my own bed after a Schmodown match. It's going to be great. Yay! Uh, but yeah, there are a couple chances to hang out with us at that if you're going to come. Uh, the first one is at 5.30. Uh, I'll put a link in the description, but there is a special ticket or add-on to your ticket if you've already bought one uh, that there's going to be like a schmodown meet and greet where you guys can hang out with us ask us questions basically keep me calm before the show honestly <laughs> like distract me <laughs> from all of my nerves uh yeah. but yeah we can do all of that before the match and then we're going to be around after the match as well uh but i'll put a link in the description if you want to do that kind of like exclusive schmodown hangout with us yeah, and if you've never seen or been to any of the live schmodowns i would definitely check them out on their YouTube channel. They're a ton of fun. He's going to be competing for the first time, not just Star Wars, but in the inner geekdom category, which is Star Wars, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, Marvel, DC. I had to watch Star Trek movies, guys. Yeah. Star Trek. Yeah. That's it for patron questions. If you're a patron and you didn't see your question answered here, just head over to Patreon where we left you a written response. If you're not a patron, you can learn more by following the link in the description. Just a dollar a month will get you access to extra Star Wars Explained content, like audio commentaries for the films, and we're doing audio commentaries for The Clone Wars right now, and this week's episode is Monster, which is one of my favorite ones, so I'm pretty excited. We're probably going to go record it like right after we do this, but uh, yeah, that's all available right now if you're interested. On to YouTube questions, Jacob the Hodge asks if Obi-Wan was using force healing when he touched Luke's head in A New Hope. So when he gets knocked out and they're in the Junlun Wastes. Look at you with the trivia. Mm, they're just, not to be traveled lightly. I'll just be taking this. <laughs> um, I, don't, I, I like to call this force smelling salts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just honestly. Like a little... Just like, it's a gentler slap in the face. Yeah. Uh, see, I always kind of read it as just he was like force checking for a pulse. <laughs> like, it, it's something similar, but it is listed on Wikipedia as an example of force heals. So I guess that he was, I don't think it was like a very grievous injury that he had. He was probably just knocked out. So maybe all Obi-Wan did was like remove a slight concussion. Yeah. Probably didn't take much out of him. Yeah. Randy Young wants to know what we think will happen to First Order collaborators like DJ and Nina. Probably nothing, honestly. Yeah, yeah I see them just kind of going about their lives, doing shady stuff. Well, in um, Last Shot, I think it, it's talked about how uh, Mon Mothma basically did a blanket-like um, pardon for uh, probably too many war criminals. And... I think it was just a way to, like, let's move on. Um, and I don't think people are going to go hunting for DJ and hunting for Nina. That's a very personal vendetta against, like, Finn and Rose might do that. Yeah. Uh, Niku <laughs> might go hunting after Nina, but I, I can't imagine him seeking revenge or anything. No. Yeah, I mean, there's tons of people out in the galaxy that are just like them. I I'm sure that some of the bigger ones hopefully get like we'll, we'll just say we'll call it karma 
I'm sure that these people are going to get what's coming to them. Cryptic Element asks if there could be New Republic survivors hiding out somewhere after the destruction of Hosnian Prime. Sure. I think almost definitely. I mean, they couldn't all have been home that day. Right. I mean, it's even been shown in Star Wars Resistance that Kaz's father survived, and he was the Hosnian Prime senator, which I still think is awfully convenient. Like, they never addressed that again, but I was like, oh, for sure he's a First Order collaborator. Yeah. And they never went into it. Um, Maybe they were going to. I don't know. But... That feels shady to me. Yeah, I have to imagine senators, like politicians and stuff, like there has to be some people left to help create the new, new republic. (laughs) I hope The newest republic. The newest republic, yeah. You get the final order, you get the newest republic. Republic 3.0. Yeah. I have to imagine there's, there's plenty of people around that just weren't, on the planet at the time that are going to help rebuild the government. I think for now, that's just what we have to assume. I think that the New Republic didn't like fully die. It was gone for a year and then they're just going to be like, yeah, we're just going to keep calling it the New Republic and maybe pretend all that mess with the First Order didn't happen. (laughs) Make Wicket a senator. I hope he is already. I mean, we know he's alive and he has a son. Bring him back. Riley18 wants to know if Luke ever went to Bagano or Zepho while he was searching for Jedi stuff or Sith stuff, Force-sensitive stuff. Uh, these are planets from Fallen Order. Bagano, I'm uh, skeptical about because that one seemed to be a little more secretive, uh, like only a handful of people knew about it. But Zepho, like the Empire knew about it and they were raiding it. And yeah, I, I think that Luke probably would have heard about that and... I could see him exploring that. Yeah, it, I mean, it sounds like he did quite a bit of exploring over the years that he had before he started the temple, so I don't don't imagine why. But he did seem like he was focusing... Well, you know what? I, I was going to say it seems like he was focusing strictly on Jedi stuff, but that's not true. In the Legends of Luke Skywalker book, he's looking at a lot of different ways of uh, interpreting the Force, and the Zepho were their own thing, so yeah... I could see him hearing about the Zepho and being like, let me go check that one out too. Yeah. It's, I don't know. Would you have wanted a scene like proving that he had been there at some point? Like he was on Pilio when the Battlefront 2 campaign and we got to see him actually on the planet and play as him. Would you have wanted proof that he had been there? Um, At some point? Like, maybe they could bring it up in the comic, or uh, they could even mention it in the Rise of Kylo Ren comic, because they've kind of shown some of his explorations. I don't know. Like, if they were to ever confirm it, I'd like to see it, I guess, instead of just, like, get a hint about it. Nicholas Brandon asks why Palpatine never tried to turn his son to the dark side. So many Palpatine questions. (laughs) So little answers. Um... I am going to assume that his son wasn't Force-sensitive. I think that if that were the case, then Palpatine just would have been like, be gone with you. Like, he probably wanted a legacy, didn't have one, and then he finds out, oh, he had a granddaughter. Maybe she's Force-sensitive. Let's go check that out. 
So that's going to be my guess. I don't know how he would have let his son like get away from him. I don't know. That'll be interesting to explore whenever we do, if we do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the idea of him having a son... I don't, I don't know. Like, maybe he didn't know he had a son? I guess that's possible. That just seems like it, adding more convolution to an already convoluted story. Yeah. There's, I mean, honestly, everything about Palpatine coming back, having kids, having grandkids, like, it's... It's a lot. It's a lot, and it's, a, it's all a mystery, and maybe we'll hear more about it and maybe we never will i think we probably will i kind of hope they give it time to breathe like if you give it enough time (laughs) i think i'll be even more excited to learn some of this stuff if it's like five years down the line instead of like if they announced it tomorrow i'd be like okay fine (laughs) i'm really not into all the people that are so concerned about the idea of palpatine procreating like the actual act. Yeah. Like give it up. Just just it happened. The end. <laughs> That's all the time we have for questions today. If you want to leave a question for next week's video, just put it in the comments below. And remember there's a link in the description to come hang out with us at the Atlanta Schmodown event. We hope to see you there. If you haven't already, please like this video, subscribe to the channel, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And as always, thanks for watching, and may the force be with you.